1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Reese from a podcast all about Nottingham Forest. It's called Red Side of the Trend. He's on to give us the Nottingham Forest perspective on this upcoming match. So within this next half hour, you are going to get a look at this match from a Fulham perspective, but also from a Nottingham Forest perspective. So this should be fun. Before I do anything else, Reese, I want to welcome you to Cottage Talk. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah,
0: thank you for having me on board. Appreciate it.
1: Okay. Well, listen, before we go on any further, tell us a little bit about the podcast. I actually listened to your preview episode of this match. Tell everyone how they can find you. And as you and I talked, we're we're also both part of the TalkSport Fan Network.
0: Yeah, both part of that. Um just your usual podcast uh, streams, so Apple or Spotify, um, Red side of the Trend. We're also on Twitter at Redside Trent. So Yeah, by any of that methods, really.
1: Okay, excellent. Reese. before we get going, I just want to also mention to everyone, please do subscribe to Cottage Talk on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. It does help other forum supporters and supporters of other teams find us. So thank you, everyone, who has subscribed. And if you haven't, please do subscribe. Okay. All right, Reese. let's not waste any time. Let's get into looking at Notting Force before we preview this match. I want to get your thoughts on your side so far. So, give me your thoughts on the season so far. Um,
0: very <laughs> coaster like um, Started off pretty well. Um, we, we did lose on opening day, but then we won his first home game against West Ham and Drew at Everton. We then lost to Tottenham, um, but we did play really well in that game. And then we got absolutely tanked by Manchester City um, at the Etihad, and we went on a massive losing run including the game against yourselves, in which we absolutely capitulated in the second half. I think it was seven minutes we were conceded. Three goals to yourselves. And we was pretty much looking near enough doomed. Um, And it looked like Steve Cooper was going to get sacked. Um, And then we managed to beat Liverpool somehow. Um, I know they've struggled this season. Um, And then... It was a bit, again, up and down, but we got beat by Leicester 4-0 heavily when they was bottom um, and we was 19th. That put us to the bottom. That was a game where we like thought Cooper was going to get the sack. A few days later, it was announced that he got a new contract and testament to Steve, what he did then was he changed formation, made us more solid by playing three in the middle. And ever since then, Bardi the hiccup. We've been not amazing but solid i think is the best word i'd describe and we've picked up some very valuable wins especially against teams around us and we've gone from being like joint bottom to 13th in the table joint 12th now so um yeah the turnaround has been really good and you know hopefully we can continue and make sure we stay in this division
1: that's very good there, Reese. And uh, what's interesting, before I get your thoughts on Steve Cooper, because I have some thoughts on him as well, here are my thoughts on Nani Force because I know there's criticism. Listen, there was criticism of Fulham when Fulham bought all their players in 2018. Obviously, you you got similar criticism, and it was going to take time for it all to come together. But I'm here to tell you, this is just my opinion. I think you're going to stay up, and part of that. I think it's going to come down with the decision to stick with Steve Cooper. I think the third team to go down, I, I listened to your show and you were predicting who might go down, and the thoughts were it could be Bournemouth, Southampton. I'm going to give you the third team. The third team is going to be Leeds United. And I'm going to tell you why. I think they made a mistake by sacking their manager hmm. at this time instead of backing their manager. Now, they backed that manager with some players, but then they sacked him. I think what Nottingham and have done is they backed their manager. They brought in all these players. They've given him a chance to build something, Reese. And I know it's been a difficult first half of the season, but as you said, he's now made you solid. You have to beat the teams around you. You've already done that by beating Leeds United. In my opinion, I think you're going to stay up and I think Leeds United are going to be the team that's going to go down.
0: Well, let's hope so. I don't. I'm not too fussed who goes down as long as it isn't us. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'm not a particular fan of Leeds, but I'm not. I'm not really fussed who goes down as long as we stay in this division. I mean, obviously, you, you drew the comparison there to what you guys did a few seasons back. You know, we've we've signed a lot of players because we've we had to we probably, in theory, went up a year too early because last season's team was mainly loan players. We had like five key loan players in the team. We also had, you know, key players in the side who've now left. You know, Bryce Samber was his goalkeeper last season. He moved on. Lewis Grabber moved on. Um, Tobias Figueiredo was in and out of the team. He moved on. Um, so, And then there were squad players who weren't going to be, who weren't really going to start in the championship so why would they be good enough for the Premier League and um, you know it's a ferocious league so we've had to we've had to build a squad really I know you know people fair enough probably 30 is a bit extreme I guess but we did need a lot a lot of players and you know at the end of the day if you can sign players who are going to improve you and make sure you stay in this division then you've got to do it because the money what you get for staying in this league now, it's its astronomical. And no one wants to drop back into the championship.
1: No, I certainly understand that considering Fulham now have the reputation, even though they are in the Premier League for many years, as a yo-yo club. You don't want that no. reputation of being a yo-yo club. So you want to stay in the division. And I, I think you have a good chance. I, I've watched your side. I watched that last match. It was not a pretty match to watch, my friend. But in the end, you got all three points. That's all that matters. Like you said, and that's going to go to now talk about Steve Cooper because I'm a fan of Steve Cooper's. I actually was one that wanted him to come to Fulham. I'm being honest with you. I I was thinking about him, you know, Eddie Howe. There are a bunch of managers. Obviously, Eddie Howe went to Newcastle United. But when I was thinking of who could potentially go to Fulham before obviously they got Marco Silva, Steve Cooper was at the top of the list. And there's a reason for it. He's a quality manager. And you had all these changes, all these players come in. I thought it would have been a mistake to get rid of him. And I actually think, and maybe you could talk a little bit more about this, I think ownership is really all in on Steve Cooper. I could be wrong on that. Maybe you can fill me in. And what are your thoughts on Cooper?
0: Yeah, it was a a brave decision from the board, to be honest, because – it would have been very easy to sack him as right. I spoke about the Leicester game. Um, you know, to go to get in a relegation battle with a team who's the only team below which is a bit of a derby as well from their perspective, to lose 4-0, plus on a barren run, it would have been so easy and the norm really nowadays for our board to have sacked him. But they didn't. They backed him. They gave him a new contract. They backed him with funds and players. And at the minute, it's paying dividends. You know, no, ninety nine point nine percent of Forest fans didn't want Steve Cooper to go. We're all, no. we was all fully behind him. Um, we, I, and a, a lot of others expected a bit more, but we knew it was going to be tough. We knew the league was coming into, and and Steve's just. In my lifetime, um, there's just been no other manager like him, really. How his connection with the fans, his connection with the club. And it would have been a really sad time had he got sacked after doing what, God, how many managers have tried to do and get Forrest <laughs> back to the Premier League. I mean, there's been that many. But yeah, um, and it's a testament to Steve as well that he's actually gone away and change formation because yeah. he, he does want to play a certain brand of football but he was trying to do that and was getting beat um so at the end of the day you have to get results at this level and he has been a bit more pragmatic but it's um solidified us and yeah like we say we've, we've got some really good results and we've pulled us way to near enough mid-table at the minute but um yeah we've obviously got to keep um going as we are really
1: well, what's interesting, because while you were saying this and talking about how Cooper changed the way he wanted to play, and it's funny because it goes back to, for me, thinking about a similar situation where Fulham made the decision to go to Claudio Ranieri from mm-hmm. Savisa Yukonovic. And Slavisa had just really tried to change how he played. And I thought it was starting to work. But the board ownership decided to make the change. And then history has proven out that maybe it was not the right decision because they went down and then they went to Scott Parker and two years later went down again. Mm. So I like the fact that they, like you said, I brave to stick with him and uh, I'm glad that they did. I've got a question here from uh, a co-host, Steve Reynolds, who's curious. He says, Reese. how much save did Cooper have on transfers?
0: And um, there will be some transfers that are, the board's decision, no doubt about that. Um, but there is very media driven that he didn't have a sound any transfer. night. I'll give you one example. Our probably best player really, Morgan Gibbs-White, was yes. fully driven by Steve Cooper. He was number, He was Cooper's number one target all summer. It dragged on. Forrest even kept the number 10 shirt aside for him. Um, <laughs> and Co- Cooper got his man in the end and that was a um, a transfer driven by Cooper. We also had a recruitment team at the start of the season and last season as well who um, was very um, focused on the Bundesliga. So we did sign a few players in the summer in the Bundesliga um, near Karte, um, Awanyi and Mangala to name three off the top of my head. Yep. So yeah, it's a mix. Is you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's had a say on all the transfers because I think it's pretty clear he hasn't. But he's had a... He's, definitely had a say in some, and some are definitely his signings. Um, and at the end of the day, even the ones who, you know, the main example would be Serge Aurier, who probably on the face of it wasn't it's his signing. He's been arguably definitely one of the players of the season. He's been very consistent at right back, and he's kept your former player in Nico Williams at the team who we spent £17 million on. So, <laughs> I right. um, yeah, it's it's a mix, really. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what I'd say to that.
1: Okay. Just want to share another comment. This is from Sean Kennedy. Chances of Forrest being relegated is quite low. 20% I calculated, okay? I, I don't know how you come up with that calculation, but that that's true. That is pretty low. So let's move on, my friend. Let's talk a little bit about the first match. You talked a little bit about it. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think it was a little bit of a turning point for not enforced in that match where Fulham got the victory. Like you said, it was about seven minutes where they scored those goals. Do you think that's where things might have changed or did it come at a further point?
0: Um, no, that game was a bit before. So just before that game, we um, we did the exact same against, well, similar against um, Bournemouth where we was 2-0 up at time, absolutely cruising. And then second half, we completely capitulated. Um, very similar to yourselves apart from... We was only 1-0 up um, against yourselves. And then within seven minutes, like I said, I think it was, we was 3-1 down. And we kept, at that point, conceding screamers from outside of the box. And um, Palinia's goal was superb that night and it kept happening every week. So, yeah, then them two results were really frustrating. That was where, like, a lot of um, negativity came from because... This isn't no disrespect to yourselves or Bournemouth. you you just both come up with us and we're all trying to stay in the Premier League. So you kind of have to look when you're at home, as you guys will tomorrow, right. at kind of beating the sides who you've come up with as like a base, really. So that obviously, to get no points out of them two games, that was when people started to worry, I think, really. Obviously, yourselves have gone on and done tremendously well. But... Um, you know, I'm just speaking hypothetically sure. like but um yeah um we struggled a bit after that. I think the turning point really is as I mentioned in the previous comment was the new contract. Ever since that got done, bar the odd I think we got a we got a thrashing at Arsenal and we've you know we got pretty convincingly beaten at Manchester United. But apart from that the teams who we've needed to pick up points against we have. Yep. And we've also got like a couple of points off teams who you probably didn't expect to like Chelsea for example as you did yourself so yeah. yeah ever since then that's that's been the turning point and yeah that's uh, that's been it really
1: OK excellent one last topic before we really get into previewing the match I want to get your thoughts on Fulham so far
0: you've done tremendously well um, we did a prediction at start of the season and I had Fulham I think it was about 14th I didn't think you'd go down I have. I'm not saying this because I'm on a Fulham uh, podcast, <laughs> but I have always been firmly in the camp that I believe Alexander Mitrovic Premier League level. I think Thank he's a really good. I think he's a really good striker, and I'm really surprised. This is again, no disrespect to yourselves, that maybe a, a bigger club yeah. haven't took him on. Maybe he's like, you know, maybe like Spurs or someone who probably could have him back up for Kane. But is he too good to be a backup? He probably is. So. You know, and last season, you know his numbers were absolutely crazy. I mean, what was it? Forty-two? Was it goals he scored last season?
1: Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Which is, I mean, against us, uh, you beat us 4 0 at our ground last season. He didn't really do too much, and he no. still scored twice. So, um, yeah, that is that's that summed it up really. But yeah, you guys have done really well. Um, I did watch you against Chelsea last week, um, and it wasn't the best game in the world for a neutral, but you was in the game and you know, deserve the point. And with all the money Chelsea spent, that's a very good point at Stamford <laughs> Bridge. So, yeah, yes. Marco was done a really good job, um, you know, to have you where you've got you. You know, because there, was, there would have been question marks about him as well, because sure. of how he left. Um, you know, he got sacked by Everton, and in the Premier League. So he's kind of proved people wrong as well. And, yeah, it's going to be, you know, you guys are going to be favourites tomorrow and it's going to be a tough game for us. Um, and to be honest, if we can get a point on the road, that would be a pretty good result. But fingers crossed, obviously, we can get all three.
1: Well, let me ask you this, because uh, I was doing a little homework before the match. And if I looked it up correctly, you've not lost in five. Is that correct? Um, poss- yes, possibly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not
0: too sure. I know it's we haven't lost in eight at home in the league. That's pretty good. Um, I think the last time we was beating the league was Manchester United, maybe. And that was just that was just before, just after Christmas, I think. Um, yeah. But as a waveform overall has been pretty poor. We've only won once on the road this season, was it which was at Southampton. Um so yeah, that is something we do need to improve. But as home
1: forms like got us to where we are at the minute, to be honest. Okay, excellent. Coming up next, Reese and I are going to preview this upcoming match between foam and non-enforced at Craven Cottage. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at
1: mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. McDonald's.com. Okay, Reese, let's get to it. I'll give you my key players for full. Give me your key players for not enforced in this match tomorrow.
0: Um, as I said, and again, in the previous comment, I would say personally, and I think a lot of fans would agree, our kind of talisman slash key player is Morgan Gibbs-White. He plays in kind of a false line, false nine slash central attacking midfield role. And the best word I've described, Morgan, is he's just fearless. He always wants the ball. He's not afraid to run at people. He can probably do things most of our team can't do um, in terms of his passing range, etc., um, I don't know if you've seen the um, game in the League Cup when we played Manchester United, but he really gave Casemiro a tough time. Um, and his, his assist for Brandon Johnson um, in the Leicester game a few weeks back outside of his foot was um, very good. So, yeah, he's probably the key player. But um, Brennan Johnson's also on really good form yes. at the minute. Um, I think he's got the most goal contributions since the start of the year with Bruno and Riyad Mahrez. So, not bad company there. And they've got like a bit of a combination going at the minute. So hopefully that can continue. Um, Yeah, but they would be the two, I'd say, standing out going
1: forward for us. Okay. So I'm going to give you players that I think need to have very good matches for Fulham to win the match. And it might surprise you, Reese. I'm going to start one won't, and that's going to be Paulinian. For Fulham to win, when Paulinian plays well, Fulham play well. It kind of goes that way. and. Generally, he plays well. When he can control the play and get in all the tackles that he normally does, Fulm feed off that. It starts with him. So for me, it starts with Paulina. Can he keep you quiet? Can he make things difficult on you? Jao Paulina, I think, is full player of the season already. You can point to the importance of Mitro, and it's a huge importance. But for me, it starts with... Jal Polina in this match. I'm actually going to stay away from Mitro, and I'm going to tell you it's the two fullbacks. I think it's very key that Anthony Robinson and Kenny Tete have good matches, not just going forward but defending as well. Again, when they are going forward and have the ability to track back, and their initial job is to defend. If they can be two-way players. It just sets everything up for players like William on one side, Bobby Deca Pereira in the middle, then, of course, Mitro. But I think that the fullbacks, and I'm going to say right in the middle, Paulina are going to be very key for Fulham in this match, my friend.
0: Yeah, um, Paulina is a player I really admire. Um, Very good player. The um, Fulham fan we had on our um, podcast said you might struggle to keep him, which is kind of what we all are aren't we in the Premier League to the big seven it's going to turn out to be um yep if you got someone who's really really impressive the kind of big seven as there will be will kind of gobble them up so yeah he's a very good player um so yeah hopefully hopefully from our perspective he has a bad game tomorrow <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hear you my friend I hear you. okay so before I tell you how Fulham can win this match or how I believe they can how does Nottingham Forrest win this match? What do they have to do? What will be Steve Cooper's strategy against Fulham? What do you think?
0: Well, his last two visits to Craven Cottage, we've won. So hopefully, I, um, <laughs> I mean, last season was very much, and the um, time under Sabri Lamucci as well, when we won 2-1 in the championship, it was very much kind of counter-attack. Um, we will probably sit in and look to spring on the count and be solid, probably frustrate you. As you said um, earlier, you know, that was your, like, to win the league, one game last season? I, I can just really remember us scoring that goal, which was dead scrappy. And then it kind of gave us something to cling on to and we just kind of frustrated you, really. Um, and that's probably what will happen tomorrow, really. You know, like I said earlier, you guys are at home with where you are in the league you believe and rightly so that you should be looking at beating us tomorrow. But from our perspective, you know, we've got to come, start coming to sides and getting results. So, yeah, and I expect us to kind of, um, you have a lot of the ball, us try and be solid like we are and then spring on the counter with, as I said, Gibbs White and Johnson, who are both very quick. So, um, also another one, Renan Loddy at left back, he likes to get forward. Um, Aurier is, is not as advanced as Loddy but he's very solid but he can also get forward so yeah obviously like backs are so crucial aren't they, in the modern game or fullbacks yep. attacking fullbacks whatever you want to call them so yeah um, but I think the two mainly will be Gibbs-White and Johnson if they can keep that little um, chemistry what they've built up going
1: Okay and that's actually a good segue for me to talk about how it's full in this match obviously as I already mentioned it starts with Paulina, but as I mentioned earlier, especially as you talked about the ability to counterattack, that is going to be key for Fulham to be able to take away. And it's going to be hard because, again, I've watched you play, and I expect that your players will pounce on those opportunities. And I'm going to be looking at players like the fullbacks and also Diop and Ream to be on their game because – I remember, you know, I, that was a match first time around that I believe Tim Reed played at left back, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is not swift, my friend, but he is a, an extremely heady player, and he really is a player that breeds confidence because uh, he really is a captain out there. So for me, it's going to be, be able to stop the counter, but also be able to get crosses in the box to Mitro. They're going to have to be able and really show the urgency to get that early goal. I mean, there are a lot of things I'm saying, but I think because like you mentioned, I expect you to look to beat us on the counter. We're going to have to get that early goal and really put you under pressure to get you to come out a little bit more. So mm-hmm. for me, it's going to be, it's an easy thing to say, get the early goal. But I think in this case, it's it's going to be important for foam and uh, really get Nitro involved with some crosses in the box. Okay. All right, Reese. Let's go to your starting 11. What would you do? Um,
0: Tomorrow, do you want me to tell you what I think it will be or what I would do personally? What would you do personally? Or oh, you can get both. What would I do personally? Um, to be fair, I'm so – you know what it's like on Twitter, for example, like – Everybody likes to give their opinion on like yeah. who should play what, but Steve Cooper's just got so much leeway with Forest fans for what he's done. I just, I don't really care anymore to be honest. Okay. I just, I'm just happy with what he picks because I just there is times when you know I don't kind of agree. The Man new game in the League Cup was one where we've been playing the three solid midfielders, and for that game we we like stuck an attacking midfielder in there, which. You know and then Manu beat us quite heavily. Um, but tomorrow, I'd imagine the team it'll be Kayla Navas in goal. Yep. I'd imagine it'll be Aurier right back, Loddy left back. The center half is interesting. It would, I'd, not, I'd be 99% sure it'd be Bolly. Um, and then the other one is up for debate. So it has been Joe Worrell, but the last game Scott McKenna played. We've also brought in Felipe from Atletico Madrid. Um, so, he's obviously in contention. So, I would, I'm not too sure. I think he might go for McKenna again because, obviously, we won the last game. Right. Um, the three in midfield will probably be Froile, um, who will be captain if Worrell doesn't start. Danilo, who we signed in January from um, Palmeiras in Brazil. And Orel Mangala. And then it will probably be Johnson, Gibbs-White, and the other one is up for debate. We have played Chris Wood the last two games, but he's not really done much. Um, so the jury's still out on him. So you right. might, you might see Sam Surridge there instead. Um, so like Gibbs White kind of plays as that false nine slash cam, and um, Johnson and Surridge or Johnson and Wood will play as like right and left strikers. And as well, you know, we've got options on the bench. I mean, we've, Jesse Lingard's on the bench. Um, yeah. He's had trouble with injury, unfortunately, because he started to look quite good before the World Cup break. Um, so, yeah, we have got options now. Um, you know, Gustavo is another one who was signed from Brazil. Brazil's um, Brazil's Player of the Year last year in um, the Brazilian League. So, there is options and it gives Cooper uh, food for thought and with all these players of have signed. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it'd be something like that. I think... What The team, what I've said there, I'd imagine nine out of 11 would be correct. The only one surprise would be Ryan Yates. is pretty much a starter, but he's out injured at the minute, so I'm not sure how close he is as well.
1: Okay. Well, since you kind of went in the direction what you pretty much thinking what Cooper might do, I'll I'll go with what I think Silver's going to go with. So, it's going to be Leno. Right back it's going to be, Kenetete left back will be Anthony Robinson. It'll be Ream and Diop as your center backs. The three in central midfield are going to be interesting because of uh, the injury to Harrison Reed. Silva said that he should be ready to go. We'll see. I don't know. He's been a regular starter. Kearney is out for this match. But it's going to be, I'm going to say it's going to be Pereira. It will obviously be Jao Polina. And I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Because I think this could potentially happen, or it'll be Harrison Reed. I think Sasa Lukic could make a start. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think he might be starting. If not, he will be in contention to play. But I think he could be making his uh, full debut as a starter. So we shall see if I'm right on that. On the left, William. On the right, Bobby Decadova Reed. And then up front, it'll be Alexander Mitrovic. That's what I think Marco Silva is going to do. Okay, my friend, it's prediction time. Give me your prediction. Well, I'm just gonna do what I said on
0: our pod again, which was I think it will be a one-one draw, okay. um, which I'd, would be a good point for us on the road. Um, we've got you're the first of six London trips for us this start of this wow. side of the season. So you're first, and then next up's West Ham away. Um, we've got City next week at home in between, so. Yeah, if we, if we need to start getting points on the road um, because we've not got enough, so you know, hopefully we can get all three. That'd be amazing. But if we've got a point tomorrow, I'd be pretty content with that.
1: Okay, just beat Brentford
0: at their place, and we're fine.
1: <laughs> just, just yeah. do that. Just do that, yeah. and and all is good, Reese. All is good.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, they're really good at home, so that'll be a tough game <laughs> as well. No, um, they, yeah,
1: they, they actually are. You got to give them credit. I, yeah, it pains you, you and me, them pains me to give you, them credit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of Thomas Frank as a person. You know, he's a very, very good manager, but um, yeah, you and them have done really well this season. Brighton
1: as well. We yeah, all know Brighton's Brighton, been very good. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna end with my prediction, and uh, I'm gonna go with a, a boring two to one prediction, which I do a, a great deal, and uh, I just think it's gonna be very close. I think it could very easily be your prediction. I, I wouldn't rule out, obviously. Not force coming to Craven cottage and getting all three points. They've done it before, like you just mentioned. So it certainly wouldn't be a shock, but I think foam have enough here to get all three points. So I'm going with a two to one victory for foam. And I think it's going to be a very close, fairly even match. That's the way I'm going. I'm going two to one to foam before we wrap this up Reese, I want to see if I have any other predictions. I'll share this. Dean, I, Don't agree with us, but I'm not against that. Let's see. My friend, uh, my friend, Chris Goodwin, who happens to be a Liverpool supporter, is going three to one (laughs) to Fulham. So let's see. We got Ralph Leach. He's going three to one Metro to score twice. I'll take that. My friend Val here. He's going, I think he's agreeing with me. So Mm -hmm. going two to one. So Val, thank you very much for agreeing with me. Okay. Well, Reese, I told you we'd do this for about a half hour. It's been a little over a half hour. I want to thank you so much for doing the show with me. I hope you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, no problem. I did, mate. Thank you for asking me to come
1: on. Appreciate it. Okay, before we go one last time, please tell everyone how they can find you on Twitter, how that they can listen to the podcast.
0: Yeah, so on Twitter, we're um, at RedsideTrent. If you want to listen to us uh, Fulham preview, we did one with a Fulham fan, um, you can search Red Side of the Trent into Apple or Spotify's uh, podcast however you get your podcast and that will come up uh, a bit more in-depth view from our side as well so um, yeah, hope everyone who's going enjoys the game tomorrow because I'm travelling down as well so the, the second time at Craven Cottage so. Don't
1: enjoy it too much Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, well fingers crossed it's like last time because the only other time was when we we won that two-one when Graben and, grab and scored twice. Oh, um, I remember that. Yeah, I, so, I remember um, that. We we um yeah, we deserve some payback for you giving us Harry Arter, I think <laughs> he's he's still he's still incredibly on our books. I don't know if you guys know that. I, I um,
1: had no idea.
0: Yeah, he's still here, and he apparently got like a big pay rise because oh. we got promoted, and he was a. He looked really good for Anything you guys. Anything associated
1: and he... with, with Scott Parker, I blame it on Scott Parker.
0: <laughs> yeah, he scored that world he didn't against us for years. He did. He did. COVID. I um, and I think we signed him on the back of that, and he played about 10 <laughs> games for us, and he was pretty rubbish in every one, and he's picking up a lot of money, and we can't move them on. So, yeah, thanks for that.
1: Okay. So, I'm just going to share this comment before we go. Thank you both. Set me up for the game tomorrow. Maybe cold, though, so... Keep that in mind, Reese. And apparently it might be cold.
0: We're used to it being on the banks of a river <laughs> like yourself. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, right well,
1: Reese, before we go, I, again, I hope it's a, a good experience. Obviously I hope phone win, but again, one last time, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. No problem. Cheers, bud. Thank you. Cheers. Okay. Well, before we go one last time, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple podcast. It does help other foam supporters and supporters of other sides. Find us, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. For Reese from the podcast all about Not In my name is Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDucket share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.